Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go, ladies and gentlemen, here for another episode of Roach Coach. Uh, Of course, Jenny will be back next week. This week, we are talking all about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? We're talking about your tweets, your questions, your queries, maybe some new news. New We're news. covering it all. Yes. Tweets and squeaks. Tweets and squeaks. Um, to start it off, Matt. Yeah, buddy. Loudersound.com. Loudersound coming through. They talk to the boys in corn who... As this episode goes up, if I'm correct, as this episode goes up, there will be a new corn record in our hot little hands. And corn is, of course, now doing the promotional run, talking about things, talking about riffs, talking about everything. And Head, he was talking to Metal Hammer. And he's like, We're proud to have started new metal. Love it or hate it. Stood the test of time. We're grateful that new metal still reverberates new metal is here it's here baby and it's reverberating if you're sitting there and you're going why is the ground why is what is that rumble what is that i'm hearing in the distance what is that that's new metal and it's reverberating is that a chunky bass chunky bass seven strings all those things in this interview he also said he describes corn as seen elders fair Fair, more than fair. And he says, it's funny, every band that would be associated with new Metal never liked that title because we never gave that tag to ourselves. It was whoever made it up, you know. When you're in a band, you want to call the shots. You want to be in charge of your branding. And it was someone else who branded us that. And so we were like, no, that's not cool. So we didn't like it. But it stood the test of time. We're very grateful that we can be looked at as the originators and that we started something that still reverberates all these decades later and people are still liking it. And you know, the new metal era was a fun time. I'll tell you what, you it. know, these type of shows, there are there were no boring shows. People can say all they want about new metal or whatever, but you come to a corn show, you're going to see energy, you're going to see a party, and it's going to be a fun time. Even as we're getting older, it's still just a rush every show. We love our fans, we love the energy, and we're grateful for what we created. I could have written that. I love it. Beautiful beautiful and you know what all facts matt you've seen the corn show i'll tell you what and and i said i loved it when he when a new metal first hit i didn't love it everybody knows that um i've come around to it now and i think that's because of perspective uh the ability to take a fresh look at something that you've seen before and be a little bit older a little bit wiser and seeing corn perform at the newly reappointed Pine Knob Music Theater. Oh, I had, I had forgotten to put this in the notes. Thank you for bringing that up, Matt. That's right. That's it is right. no longer the DTE Energy Music Theater. This summer, summer 2022, 2020 new, Pine Knob is back. If you've been Pine listening to this Knob show, is back. if you've been listening to this show, we've been talking about seeing shows at DTE. But let me tell you, people in the Metro Detroit area have been calling it Pine Knob the whole time. They have been pushing pushing back against that branding since day one, which was, I read this article in the Detroit News, 20 years they've been trying to make us say DTE. And that shit didn't stick, baby. 20 years of us going, nah. It's nah, pine it's Pine Knob. It's Pine Knob, baby. And uh, it was very funny. You know, uh, you read these articles all the time. About when they, you know, are renaming things, you know, and calling the things like the Little Caesars Arena, and they and they talk about all this corporate speak, you know, about oh, we're very excited for the synergy and all this stuff. And it was very funny to read in this article how basically DTE decided we're done with this ad campaign. This was our plan. I guess it was initially a ten-year plan, twenty to two thousand to twenty ten. 
and then they re-upped in 2010, did another decade. And when it came down to re-up again, they said, you know what, I think we've, I think we've done this. I think we've, we've done all we can with this to I- I- express our brand out there, make people say DTE Energy Music Theater to their chagrin. It, and so it, it is the it's so dumb. It's like it, crypto.com stadium. No one wants this. Comerica Park. No one likes this. And so they went to these new new ad, new advertisers, new sponsors. And I believe one of them was like St. John's Health or something like that. And they said to him, "Hey, said, "Hey, how would you guys feel like your sponsors, your name, it'll be all over the place at the venue. But we're going to go back and call it Pine Knob. And they were like, we love that shit. Let's fucking do it. Put it in my veins. That's right, Pine Knob. It up, son. So Pine Knob is back. You know what this the means. The font is back. The font is back. And on top of that, nothing else will be changing. You're going to be talking hot riffs. Out at the out in the grass, out on the lawn. Yep. You're talking fries, which as we've discussed, they may have changed it up, but they're still delicious. They're seasoned now. So the fry game is still on point. You get one of those Fuck. Get me get one of those fucking messy burgers. Ooh. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you guys. Summer at the knob, baby. Summer at pie knob. Give me it's that coming. summer at the knob. Summer at the knob. All right, very exciting to talk about that. What else do we want to talk about? Now, as exciting as it is to talk about that, and we know tours are going to be announced shortly on that, it seems that for every tour announcement, there is a tour cancellation mm. or a postponement. So on the same day... Yeah, we in that thick COVID. <laughs> we in that thick COVID. It's very true. I've been dodging it like fucking Matrix over here, let me tell you. Uh, I saw uh, you bending backwards. So there was on the same day, Poppy... We love Poppy. Didn't love the last record, but we love Poppy. She announced a tour. The exact same day she announced this tour, Static Axe and Fear Factory postponed their entire tour to 2023. Now, what they did tease, not even tease, they just straight up said it in the uh, in the postponement uh, announcement, is that when they do do the tour in 2023, everyone's going to have new albums. So there'll be a new Static X record they're going to be having to tour. Apparently another Fear Factory record, which... Who's singing? Who's singing? That's right. We need to know. Who's singing? Hey. 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 <laughs> Who, who's singing? Who's, who's fucking? down? Who's God singing? Who's singing? Um, uh, but also, I guess Mushroom Head is on this tour. I guess Mushroom Head's going to have another record. Okay. Um, yeah, so everyone on this tour is going to have another new record. So when this tour happens, you'll have new material all up in that ass. So... Oh, for the nine six, for the nine six. <laughs> so DJ assault. You know what this mm-hmm. this episode specifically mm-hmm. this episode of Who's Tweeting? Yes, is for everybody in the three one three, the two four eight, and the five eight six. Can we get a little bit for that eight one zero? Oh, can we dip into that eight one zero? Can we get a little eight one zero? Oh yeah, oh, there's yeah. a mild seven three four in there. Sure. Oh, a little bit, a little bit of a touch, just a touch, just a touch of the seven three four. Oh man, um, there was another article that was sent to us. It was on Vice.com. The headline: <sighs> New metal is back, and it's being driven by female rage. Honk honk. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, this article. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean this, but bitches be beeping. They be beeping. Um, this was written by uh, Elias Chaudhry. Um, and uh, I'll just read this opening line. Halfway through Wargasm's God of War, the riotous guitars and bass drop out, and vocalist Milky Way states, It's riffy as fuck. New metal is definitely coming back. And this is from a song from 2019 but that they said in the article undeniably prescient and uh the article goes on to basically talk about all the various new metal that has returned but fronted uh by female artists including the nova twins and um, poppy and wargasm who i i must confess i'm not really familiar with you know Um, it's the first thing that they talk about so I guess we gotta hear some wargasm. Let's hear this song, God of War. Here's Wargasm with God of War. 
They got the cookbook, baby. They got the pots and pans out, and they are. This dish is going to be delicious. They know what they're doing. Oh, is that new metal as fuck? I believe, Matt, it's one giant A and one giant F. <laughs> it sure is. Oh, uh, wow. Amazing. New metal is back, and I agree. It is being driven by female rage. Well done. Well done, Vice. Go over there and check that out. Matt, we gotta talk about who's in those DMs. Sliding up ins. Eric Vandal. Classic Vandal can't handle. Rolled into the DMs. He said, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Eric. Let me just get right to it. Don't hesitate. No bullshit. Found this old Metal Hammer CD from 1999 that I hadn't seen for probably 20 years. The track list was like a snapshot of the year. Limp Biscuit, Cold Chamber, Pitch Shifter, Static X, Filter, Godsmack, Lit, etc. But there was a song in here from an unknown band. And I remember digging this one back in the day. They're called Hybrid UK. And as far as I can find, they never did an album, just a four-track demo. But you got to check out this particular track. It's called Respect for Life. And I think it deserves to be played in full. Okay. I don't know about that, but okay. It takes some interesting turns throughout that I'm sure you will enjoy. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Keep up the good work, Eric. All right, Matt. Uh, well, let's. here it is. This is Hybrid UK with Respect for Life. I can't play the whole thing, but here's a good portion. Here we go. I'm going to let this wash over us in the background. Matt. Buddy. The reason that these guys only did a one a four-track demo is that they did it all in the first minute of this song. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my Lord. This is um, this is Please. all over the place. Oh, I'm going to say something right now, Matt. Hybrid UK, respect for life. Yeah. There you have it. There you have it. There you is, did it all. You did it all in one song. There is. I mean, that was a minute and 36 seconds of a four minute and 14 second song. And I can tell you that they're going for it. Yeah. We heard five songs. Easy. Easy five songs. In one. Well, at least five genres or, or five tactical implementations. Oh, yeah. That this, was different. This definitely felt like a strategic strike force of tune. Um, yeah, because it's like you like wild system of a down type stuff. We got you. Mm -hmm. You like those chuggy riffs. We got you. 
you like that little a little chains in just a, a whisper of change in, we got you they're covering they're covering all the bases you'd expect them to cover and then they're like we're going to cover some more and you want to say when when people say cover your bases um i don't know if everyone knows this that's a baseball reference what yes when no you say wow. cover your bases it's a baseball thing but the thing about that is that there's only really four bases oh okay but these guys are covering bases that don't even exist like they're just i've like, heard of extra bases yeah but that's still the same four. Oh, you know you okay. still it's, you still only got four bases you know they're they're not going to bring another base out and put it somewhere else okay <laughs> <laughs> matt i know this is blowing your fucking mind right now wait a minute you mean they don't just pull out extra bases they don't add extra bases here's the thing baseball make the game a lot different <sighs> listen i have always been a very critical person of baseball on the account that it is very boring this is how dare as I have you learned, listen as i have learned this is a very controversial take one time i was doing an improv show and i don't know if you know this map when you're riffing on an improv show Everything is off the dome. You're just making stuff up just to see what the audience is going to do, what they're going to react give, to. A little take, a little tit, a little Exactly. Exactly. And I decided I'm going to make fun of how boring baseball is. I'm going to do this. Yeah, that doesn't go over. Well, here's the thing, Matt. The host of the show was one PJ Jacobs. Oh. Okay. And he dinged me out and said, we're not doing that. We're not doing any baseball slander on my stage. And I was like, God damn. Wow, there it is. Part of me was like, maybe he knew I was maybe a little right. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> In any event, that song was crazy. They are covering all their bases. Thank you, Elric, for sending that over to us and for sliding into our DMs with that. Much appreciated. Um, A different kind of slide, Matt. It's who's emailing. Who's emailing? We got an email from Francesco Beleza. Subject, Italian New Metal slash 2003 slash Backjumper. Hey guys, being a constant listener of your podcast, I wanted to share with you these two albums that came out in the Italian underground. The band is Backjumper from the south of Italy. They went on playing important festivals such as Whack and Open Air with Rammstein Motorhead, Lamb of God, and also opening for bands like the Dillinger Escape Plan, Linnea 77, Sick of It All, and lots more. Here's a couple links. He links to the song, I don't know if this is, I guess this is the album. The album, Across the Deadline, which was on Killer Pool Records, 2009, recorded and mixed by Victor Love of Dope Stars Incorporated and mastered by John Golden, Faith No More Primus, Converge. And he also gave us a link to Backjumper's Trust No One self-released album from 2006. I suggest you guys check this out. Best, Francesco. Thank you, Francesco. You did not tell us what songs to pick. That's the problem. So we got to pick a song. We can either pick Across the Deadline, which was on Killer Pool Records, or we can pick the self-released one. What, do, what would you rather hear, Matt? Self-released or something from... Uh, killer pool records well i'm taking a look here uh-huh and so i see across the deadline mm -hmm. and i have access to it so something off of across the deadline okay what's the wh let's do let's do the the never fail most popular song all right yep have no idea because none of those are here i have an album called haze but that's 2014 Trust no one uh, across the deadline, white, black, and the lies between. You know what? We're going to play it. Okay, this song, we're going by song title here. Okay. We're going to play a ca song called Holy Havoc. There we go. Oh, to the black and people, guy. Before the room, please, Jimmy out. 
When did they become Primus? Everyone's got a Primus in them, Matt. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's got a Primus in them. Everybody, you know, has this moment where they're like, I love Say, baby, do you want to get down by me? L- listen, everybody's got a song where they were like, you know what? I really liked Jerry's Race Car Driver. Or, for me, Winona's Big Brown Beaver. I mean, I remember thinking that was the song. And I went to college, and they had a uh, the whole album in the college radio station that that song was on. And I burned myself a copy. And then I went and listened to it. And I was like, this album sucks ass. <laughs> Well, I had I had pork soda because my primus song was "My Name Is Mud." There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's the rest of that album, Matt? I, it's fine. Okay. I, I I will tell you, I've not listened to it since 1993. I'm pretty sure somebody lent it to me, and I'm pretty sure I listened to "My Name Is Mud," and then I skipped around, and I was like, "Wow, I guess that's it. I guess that's it." But I know. The Primus heads, um, they're out oh, there. Oh, they roll deep. They roll very deep. They roll very deep. The, um, the fandom is dedicated. Hardcore. They're ready. They like slap that bass up and down the stage less. They're there for it. Um, I mean, not to all not of to them, get... and all of them have a story that kind of goes something like this. Mm-hmm. So Les, you know, Les Clay pulls up there. He's playing. And then somebody does something which hits his bass. And let's say somebody throws a demo CD or a demo tape. And Les picks up the tape and says something like, Hitting my my bass with your tape means I ain't listening to this. That's a true Primus story that someone told me. Uh, I hope that I hope that was told to you, Matt, by someone you didn't know who stopped you in the street and said, "Let me tell you about the time I saw Les," and you had to use context clues to who knew who the <laughs> right. fuck Les was. Les? You were like who? Les, and then you're like, "Oh, he hit his base uh, live." Okay. It had to have been Les Claypool. Only Les I can think of. Um, uh, going back to Backjumper, um, I would say I enjoyed that a lot. I would say get that out of the underground and get it above ground. Get it some more of it in my ears. I very much enjoyed that. Ooh, Thank you. Uh, we might much. have a long lister. We might have a long lister. We got another email, Matt. We got a lot of emails. I People send those emails. emails. I love so I'm, generous. I love the emails. I love getting them. And, and I want to say this before I read this next email. But we get a lot of emails, and people will say in the middle of them, "Oh no, this is a novel," or "Oh dear, this is too long." Let me tell you, I love to see an email. I love it when they're long. I love to see it. Do not worry about boring me, okay? And I can tell tell you that if you're worried that you're like, oh, I'm sending this is the longest email that you've ever been sent, I can tell you, you've definitely not sent us the longest email that I've ever been sent. We have been sent some very long emails. Do not worry about it. We got an email from Morgan. The subject line, album request, blindside, silence. Okay. Mm. Hello to the crew at Roach Coach. I have an album review request that I think is long overdue and would definitely be of interest to the three of you if you are not already familiar with it. You have mentioned the band Blindside in passing before due to their association with POD, but they are worthy of their own episode. When they came around right at the beginning of the come down period, they are far from generic. They, are, they were definitely influenced by contemporary new metal bands at the time, but took that sound in what I find to be a pretty interesting and compelling direction, which I think has held up pretty well. They have unpredictable rhythms and meter changes to their riffs, very beautiful and epic melodies, and definitely tap into some early emo and post-hardcore vibes in a way that I haven't really heard from other bands that could be called new metal. They played with P.O.D. and Linkin Park, but also had a guest spot from Billy Corgan on their album after this one. The fact that they are also a Christian band and from Sweden just makes them more interesting and puzzling to me. I believe this album would give you all a lot to pick apart, and I'm generally curious where this sound sits with each of you. I'm not sure how much my teenage nostalgia is coloring my perception when I re-listen to this album, but I will defend it as an underlooked and important addition to the new metal canon alongside innovators like Deftones and System of a Down. Whoa. All right. Morgan, thank you for this email. A very compelling case for Blindside. 
and their album, Silence. Let me go over and just check the long list and see if Blindside has been recommended to us before. Oh, <laughs> Matt. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I own it. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Who knows when I bought it? I don't know. This is why I maintain this long list because, man, I don't know what the hell I got in this thing anymore. I got this. I, I don't think I've ever talked about this in the show. I separated my CD collection so there's just one shelf that's just CDs for the show that we haven't done. And it is overflowing. Like I had them all lined up and then I just would get more and then they would just end up stacked. So I just got to remember they're all in here so I can find them when the time comes to do them. Say the time that may be coming very soon to do Blindside, which I own. I just learned right now. (laughs) So thank you, Morgan, uh, for the Blindside push. We got another email and Matt, the subject line, I want you to buckle up. Okay. I'm I'm in. The su- the this is from Patricio and the subject line is hey with a waving hand emoji. All right, hey. All right, hey. Hey guys, I've been listening for about a year now. I started by going through your episodes of bands I'd heard of before diving into the other bands. I got into new metal in elementary school. All right. Fourth or, fourth or fifth grade after stealing my sister's CDs when she would go out with friends LOL. Cold Chamber's self-titled and Mindless Self-Indulgence's 1999 album Tight were one of the first CDs I listened to and my collection slowly began to grow underneath my bed till my sister found out where her missing CDs were actually hiding and then began the process of begging my parents to let me buy explicit CDs from these bands. Anyways, around freshman year, I grew out of new metal and got heavily into hardcore, punk, screamo, and the episode you guys did of the Blood Brothers brought up some oh-so-familiar feelings. Hate, LOL. <laughs> I head towards so many swoopy-haired scene kids. I remember seeing this band play in a basement with a couple local bands here in Wisconsin. I could never understand why people love this band so much. Well, I just realized this email has become a novel. Sorry about that. Like I said, do not worry. No worry. No worries. Listening to some of the older episodes, I heard you mention something, someone suggesting Tub Ring, and it reminded me that you guys should check out Screaming Monkey Boner and a band called P.T. Grimm. I believe these guys used to tour a lot together at some point with Dog Fashion Disco and Mindless Self-Indulgence. Thanks. That email at the yes. end, mm-hmm. when you were saying all those band names, yes, that's like when your dad would walk in and hear all these band names and be like trying to relate to you later and be like, you know, you're into those bands like Hot Foot on the Cold Pedal and uh, Jam the Ram and uh, you know, the Hot Boners. <laughs> I mean, Matt, right now I'm I want to trademark Hot Boners because I think that's got a lot of potential. <laughs> I wish I wasn't dying over here. I wish you weren't dying, but it's okay, Matt. Now, here's the thing. Um, so... <laughs> I uh, we, we, we we joke often about uh you know what we do and don't remember on this show, bands that we did whole episodes on, spent weeks of our lives listening to their albums and then it's gone from our brains. I can say right now that I ne- I cannot recall ever hearing about a band called Tub Ring. <laughs> this is if we talked about this in an old episode, I do not remember Tub Ring. I'm that one is st- I know for a fact we have talked about Tub Ring. See? This is gone. I don't remember Tub Ring. I don't remember Tub Ring at all. Um, and then Screaming Monkey Boner, definitely never heard of them. P.T. Grimm, I've never heard of them. So that's three newbies right there um, that uh, I guess we need to add to the list. Um, Matt, are, are you pulling up some Tub Ring for me right now? Yeah, I can do that for you. Okay. It, no, I familiarize myself. It, it's odd because it's like, I remember this band but I don't know what album or whatever. I'm just going to pr- play the most popular song. Okay. The one with a million plays. There you go. There we go. It's number two on the list, but it's got the million plays, so I'm going with that. If the money doesn't show, then I guess we have a problem Cause the land of proper friends is why we're speaking here today Cause the money doesn't lie and it shows you paid attention to the facts and stats And the minutes here at play Okay, I'm gonna choose a different one 
You know what, Matt? I'm going to stop you right there. What? I'm going to stop you right Oh. Oh, no. Okay. There was an average Tuesday. There was a shooting star. Okay, Matt. Matt. I There's no way right. I have this right. No. Zero the, chance. I have okay, here's right. the thing. Okay, this this it's wild that there might be more than one person called Tub Ring. It is also wild that half their songs sound like Hamilton. Uh this is okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a we're gonna put a little bookmark on that one. And <laughs> I mean, when you start saying bands like Mindless Self-Indulgence, uh-huh. th- this feels very parallel right. to me. Like, okay. Yeah, maybe. In any event, thank you, Patricio, for these recommendations. Um, we'll dig in. We'll dig in. Uh, we got one more email, Matt. It's from Ryan Rizzo. Ryan Rizzo. Subject, Happy New Year, Lords. Oh, thank you. Uh, happy 2022, Roach Lords. Hopefully this year isn't the shit show the past few years have been. I have another wreck that the coach may be tickled by. The band is called Tetrarch, and yes, they are new as balls. Get the song Negative Noise all up in your ear holes and see what you think. Can't wait for another year of the coach. Keep it rolling, baby. And Jenny, rolling, I hope baby. you're feeling refreshed after your break from the pod. Much love from Australia. Metal hand emoji. Uh, Tetrarch definitely been recommended to us. Um... The song Negative Noise. I feel like I've heard this song, Matt. Yeah, but, I think so, but let's but do it. Let's let's do it. how it's done notes everyone please this will be on the exam this you is going to be on the note new- it's very important that is how you come in on those types of songs that's how you do it it's how you do it negative noise gives me only positive feelings great work as always tetrarch thank you so much ryan rizzo happy new year to you sir and now matt it's uh i don't think it's out of line to say this is this is your favorite part of the show this is your favorite oh. part Old dog, new tricks. Can you do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, you want... Wait a minute. What? I want the howl. <laughs> <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're coughing up a lung over there, but if you can give me one howl, you can give me one howl. There it is. There it is. He's still got it. He's under the weather, and he's still got it, you guys. Never count them out. Old Dog's new tricks. Garrett Davies sent over a list. The top 10 new metal underdogs. These are bands over on Spotify. They got less than, than 50,000 listens. They need to get them listens up. We have listened last, a couple weeks ago, we listened to Painfield's song, Choo Choo Train. Yes. What an experience. And now this week, Matt, who are we listening to? We've got Blinded by Zeus. Great name. Beautiful name. Joke. Ooh. Now, the most shocking thing. This song has less than 1,000 listens on Spotify. Well, let's, let's give them 1,001. Let's do it.
I gotta say, those riffs, that song structure, money in the bank. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. That's all I heard when I heard this song. How is this less than a thousand listens? This is, this is a no-brainer. This is how it's done. This is how it's done. And also, they call, I mean, Blinded by Zeus, great name. Great name. We know who Zeus is, and we know that that would be no fun, perfect new metal. The song's called Choke. These guys know what they're doing. This is crazy to me. This is great. I love it. Blinded by Zeus, you did it. Garrett Davies, you did it again. This is how it's done. You know what? 2003. That might be the only thing. Because it's a come down record. And as, as I've said in previous episodes... The impact of 9-11 on these beautiful boys and these new metal bands who just want to activate a goddamn pit. Yep. But they can't do it because of the shifting winds of culture and other things. I'm not saying that it's one-to-one that, hey, I have a song called Choke, but you also got to take off your shoes before you get on a plane. There might be something there. I'm getting a little crazy right now. I don't want to get too out of hand, but... Don't get too out of hand, Lord. I don't want to get too out of hand, but Blinded by Zeus and Choke, that's good. Let's get those numbers up, all right? Let me check it in. I want to get those numbers over 1,000. Come on, everybody. This is a no-brainer. Put this on your list, your your playlist, your workout list, your driving list. You got to be doing one of them. If you're not driving, you got to be at least walking. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. Put it on the goddamn list. All right. Thank you, Gareth. Um... Another winner. Unbelievable. This, this episode, chock full of winners. Chock full of winners. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I don't know, the top ring stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of on the hey man. with that one. <laughs> Hey, man. I didn't say they were all winners. Yeah, all winners, but mostly winners. Uh, speaking of winners, we did an episode, Matt, all about Unloco. Oh, remember that. Ooh, yeah. And we got some feedback on it. Well, why don't I take the first one from David yeah, Boone? Do it said what a blast from the past i saw these guys play a crawfish festival yes that's right with union underground in 2002 that completely tracks Absolutely. while i don't remember the music i do remember unloco was my first crowd surf amazing your first crowd surf was unloco at the crawfish what was your festival? first crowd surf have you crowd surfed me yeah i have never crowd surfed sweet lanky lauren you've never crowd surfed no, I am I am Mr. Paranoid. I'm like, where's my wallet? Where are my keys? Where's my phone? <laughs> like all given times. I'm at any I'm at a concert. I'm like tapping my pockets like all the time like I got everything. I cuz I have this night because this is this is for my mother. Um yeah, I just have this nightmare that I'm like, yeah, I'll be, you know, moneyless and keyless left in some field somewhere because I decided to have fun for a minute. That's the, that's the problem. So yeah, no, I've never I've never crowd surfed. I've never done it. Two um, times. Two times, Matt. Two times over here. Okay. I'm a two, okay. two times because I always considered myself a husky boy and I, mm-hmm. I didn't never want to fall on anybody. Mm-hmm. First one, Ramon's final tour went up at the wow. State Theater. The second one, you're not, I'm going to tell you and you're going to be like bullshit and it's still going to be true. Okay. Bare naked ladies. <laughs> Matt, when they break into old apartment, I know you were like, get me to the goddamn pit somehow, some way. Get me up. Get me up. It's old apartment. Oh, be my Yoko Ono. Gotta get up. Get, listen, if you, you know, you're sitting there, you're like, if I had a million dollars, you'd boost me up right now, right? Well, boost me up anyway, because they're doing this fucking song. Yep. Where, where do you stand on the old BNL, Matt? I am a Gordon purist. Okay. And that is about all I can listen to. Where that, was, st- that was my first, because, we'll talk about regional again, because the modern rock radio station was in Canada, they were required to play Canadian bands. And Bare Naked Ladies, obviously being a Canadian band, got copious amounts of airplay. So mm-hmm. their first their first signed record 
um, had kind of goofy songs on it. Like one of them was Be My Yoko Ono, Grade Nine. Like, but they would get play if I had a million dollars. Like those songs were all goofy. I was in junior high school. It was perfect. Like mm-hmm. that Nirvana just seemed to be perfectly. It was the nineties. We were weird, you know. Uh-huh. And then, like they did, um, maybe you should drive, which was the second album. And I was like, it's okay. I didn't like it as much. And then they did the third album, Born on a Pirate Ship. And that I at during that time period, I saw them live like six times. After Born on the Pirate Ship, I was done with the band. I have never seen them since. And then the One Week album comes, and the and America falls in love with them. By the time America fell in love with them, I was through with them. I was like, yeah, you can have them. <laughs> you, you can have them. But uh, I, I will go back and sentimentally listen to mm-hmm. Gordon, and I will still enjoy most of it. That is interesting. I, I, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> that is interesting. That, that is, is inter- BNL talk. That is just BNL talk. You know, uh, you know. I remember hearing those songs get a lot of play. You know, something like if I had a million dollars, I, I loathed. I just did not like that. I remember feeling like the old apartment was fine. That was like a fine song. I like um, Brian Wilson still. I think Brian Wilson. That is also a nice song. But I never really dived in, and I remember everyone that I knew who was real deep into them. They were in. Those are all the people that eventually really got deep into ska and swing music. Mm. And as you, anyone who listens to the show, the show that I helped create, that is all about new metal. That is not how I roll. <laughs> and and so. Um, yeah, that was not that was not for me. Um, and yeah, I remember I remember one week hit and and um, you know America's deep fascination with the boys for that time period. Um, I remember, actually, distinctly remember my freshman year of college when they put out their follow up to that record, and I think there was a song called "Pinch Me." Yes, something like that, and. I honestly remember thinking, you know what? Credit where it's due. They could have tried to make another gimmicky thing, and instead they are following their muse wherever it may take them. But this is clearly, I remember, like, that was like this song and whatever the other, I think there was another song called, like, It's All Been Done, maybe it was another single. But I remember thinking, this is it. Like, they will continue to exist. They clearly have, like, a large cult audience. But. This is the last time they're going to get the big major label bucks behind them, and I'm probably never going to hear another one of their like new songs in the wild. And I was right. Yeah, I were was like right. they had the Big Bang theme song, and that was it. And I never watched that show, so I didn't know that until you told me that right now. So yep. there well, you they, go. Well, they they lost a singer uh, due to internal band turmoil and it's called cocaine correct uh (laughs) the the thing that leads to the most internal band turmoil is cocaine cocaine and uh yeah so stephen page left the band and he was my favorite voice in the band because ed uh robertson yeah ed robertson yeah sure why fact check myself now Mm. um his voice has taken a beating like Mm. it is very dry and raspy now like Mm. it just sounds like tough tough happens to the best of us happens to the best of us um so there you go that's some bnl talk for you um brianna wolf talking about on loco she said i've never heard this band before yet they feel so familiar i know it's true it's true Elric uh, Everett. Oh, did you want me to go in? <laughs> oh, no, no. Then I was going to say Elric's comment then explains why. <laughs> and then Elric comes in with, uh, considering this band did. <laughs> considering this band did have a song on the Little Nicky soundtrack, you guys must have memory hold that episode quickly. 
it's very it's very funny that he he posted that and i uh i had you know i just added to the episode and i was like yeah jenny had said like oh yeah it's not in it don't worry about it and i didn't i didn't double check her uh but indeed yeah like we clearly must have spent some time talking about unloco on that episode gone <sighs> into the ether so there you, yeah yeah just another proof uh alex pazuelos says the lowest of rises the darkest of times huh. laughing emoji i had the same feeling jenny had when she saw the band's name it's on it is on loco come on you crazy man i was kind of excited to hear this one when i saw it but it ended up being just an okay album you guys had me rolling the whole time though especially when lauren was trying to hate on dr dog and jenny just says lauren you're obsessed with filter come on <laughs> double laughing emoji um listen all she said, listen, she did not provide a single song. She just said, hey, you like Filter. So where I stand on Dr. Dog is still, what the fuck is this? I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to stand by it. I love it. Gareth Davies comes in with, hey, man, this is a great app. Hey, man. Uh, hey, man. This is a great app to start 22. It's got that thick of it new. It's got Dr. Dog and Sean Connery. You're the doctor now, dog. Uh, it's got those classic songmeetings.net comments. It's got note perfect Muppet impressions. It's got that wild interview. It's got perplexing, perplexing label decisions and bad sequencing. It's got Jenny hanging the shit. Uh, Lauren for being a filthy. This is vintage coach, baby. <laughs> This album never clicked with me, but I see now it's because all the good stuff is in the back half. It's like Lars telling Kirk Hammett that his solo should start off with a middling intensity. Just gradually peter out, and then once you've lost your audience, bring it back home strong. Meanwhile, I'm here with Bob Rock, Matt Noss, and Super Chef Emerald <laughs> screaming, What are you doing at my headphones? I also want the guitarist to have a little more teeth. Can you send Putney back in time with his software? I assume he has a time machine, but can't verify it because he still doesn't have a wiki page. We didn't talk to him about that. Damn. <sighs> we didn't. Ah. Well, um, that we blew it on that one. My apologies. That's whoever we talk to next will be like first question. Well, the first question page? is. Well, the first question is how are you? Oh, second, you gotta ask that. The second question is. Um, uh, what happened yeah, you, to Putney's? Wiki? What happened to Putney's wiki page? Whoever we're talking to, so what happened to it? Um, yeah, and and the other thing that we have to make sure anytime we interview anyone else in the future, Matt, is that we preface every question with, um, "I have a question." Yes, um, absolutely. I think that's very important. You have to ask a. You have to tell you the person of whom you're asking the question that you have a question. I just want them to be p fully prepared mentally and physically. That you came uh, to this interview to hear questions i got questions baby but i want you to know they're coming all right uh last comment on this episode is from alex ferrero who said you're the doctor now dog you're the doctor now dog <laughs> thank you alex and uh this one this one came in as we record this we've just posted our vampire foghorn leghorn episode of classic classic app instant classic <laughs> i see i see that neck is delicious and matt chad radical wanted to know in a battle of monsters, who wins between Vampire Foghorn Leghorn and Coconut Dracula? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. The way I feel is that a Coconut Dracula is so undefined in a way that we don't know if it's a coconut who's a Dracula, a Dracula who only eats coconut, a Dracula who can't have coconut, a Dracula who lives in a coconut, a Dracula who lives on an island with coconuts, is a lot of unknowns with that. A lot of mystery. With Vampire Foghorn Leghorn, it's all right there in the name. It's Foghorn Leghorn. He's a vampire. He's going to bite your neck. I do declare. I do declare. I do declare I'm going to bite that neck. I say, and I say that neck looks delicious. I, I, do, I do say, if I may, that I'm going to bite your neck. And I'm going to feast on it. And I have no apologies for that. I do declare. Yeah, I got to go with Vampire Foghorn. Got to go with him. That beak and could get right through a coconut. Oh, oh, absolutely. 100%. Undoubtedly. 
Um, now I now I think that is did establish that the coconut Dracula does hang out with other monsters. I think that is true. He he shares an apartment with all the he shares other an apartment with them. So that is the other thing. Um, how do you think um, F- Vampire Fogger and Langhorn Matt would would do up against say the Daywalker Blade? Oh, Blade would would destroy Blade, him. Blade would destroy him. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a fan of Vampire Foghorn Leghorn, but I'm a realist. But you're you're a realist. You're a yeah. realist. <laughs> See, Vampire Foghorn Leghorn still has wings and a feather. You know, feathers. Uh, yes. Blade has a a sword. He does. He's got sword. He's got uh, those uh, spikes that he throws at people. Yeah. Um. He's got that cool. I don't know, like spike gun. He's got an arsenal. He's got an arsenal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, is it the first movie or the second one where he stabs the with the stuff that causes their like head to explode? Is that the first one or the second one? Oh, I thought it was the end of the first one. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that was great. Um, Blade's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little Blade talk. We'll play talk. Um, and believe it or not, that is the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. It does not matter how long it is. Do not worry. Write to your heart's content. And that hit send. And um, until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Jenny. Jenny. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.